Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Rebuttal Podcast. I am your host, Reb Maisel. It has only been a few days since I said those words. It is fucking Pride Month, people. It is Pride Month. And why not celebrate in the beginning with a bonus, with a bony up, with an episode where I can say to all of you, happy pride, truly. Bonus episodes are where I basically just go rogue and I read from or read about cases or legal headlines that I have literally, I know, basically the case sparked my interest or the headline sparked my interest and we're both going to be learning some shit together right i'm just going to read through it with y'all and we're going to get the live reaction um if you are a member of the lgbtq plus community if you are a trans individual if you are a little fruity if your wrist is flicking at a 45 degree angle okay on the weekends or on the weekdays or right In 10 years, you're projecting. If you are in the closet, if you are out of the closet, if you are questioning your sexuality, if you have no fucking idea what you are, but you know that you're nothing, right? You've seen men, you've seen women, you're good. (laughs) Happy Pride. (laughs) Happy Pride. I am truly, truly, seriously so honored and inspired and overjoyed to exist in a world where so many lovely, beautiful people exist with me and are also members of the gay community, of the trans community. It it just, I mean, God, I'll, I'll fight for you to the death, okay? Get behind me real quick. I understand that the state of the world right now um, you know, want so very badly to take so much away from you, to take away your ability to see a rainbow when you're going to the fucking 
tomato juice aisle at Target, right? It wants so badly for you to be put under a microscope for your life to be dissected and for your life to be something that other people who can't even wrangle their own shitty marriage with a youth pastor together, right? Th- those types of people, they they want to micromanage what the fuck you're doing because apparently they can't raise their own kids. So they're assuming that a drag queen on TV should should be the one to do it. And because they don't think they should do it, they're pissed. And they want to they want that shit to be gone. They want it to be illegal, actually, right? Which, you know, I've already um expressed my views many a time on my channel about this. Uh, one being that uh the straight man's professional wrestling, right? Arguably the fruitiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the craziest drag show ever, right? Like all and and and, and I'm saying that not as not in a negative way. I'm like look at the material. What I mean to say is that the state of the world right now very badly, and I understand it very badly, wants to take away your celebration. It wants to take away your willingness to lean into this celebration, to this celebratory month, to go to these events and go to pride in your cities around the entire world the entire world and rejoice in your presence in your existence in your lives in your lives you are alive god you are alive and for those of you who are in communities in families or surrounded by loved ones where you have felt safe enough to be out to be openly who you are. I am so overjoyed for you. I couldn't be more happy. My heart could not stretch enough. As someone who's not part of the LGBTQ plus community, unfortunately, people ask me a lot if I am and it is the highest compliment I could receive. I'm like, can I join your fucking club? Please, can I join it? Um, I wish. Someone who is not, but someone who has lived in a lot of different places in my life and has lived in communities and around people who have shown very varying tolerance levels for the LGBTQ plus community, it, it just... It just makes me that much happier when I see it being done right, right? When I see love and acceptance, just the carefree kind of acceptance, right? The 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 non um the the, the undramatic acceptance, the anticlimactic, oh, okay. Right? Oh, your girlfriend oh no, he's your boyfriend. Okay, right? The the just the just ease and and seamless just ways in which we show compassion but not even just compassion just ways in which you're humanized right if you have that if you are around people who give you that i am so happy for you if you are one of so many more in the world wherever you may be at whatever age you may be 
who are do not live in a community or who are not surrounded by individuals or governments that would accept you or that would make you um, feel protected or feel safe to be openly yourself. And, and for that reason, you are not openly yourself, but inside you know who you are. Or if inside you're questioning who you are, but you can't really, you know, question, you can't really think out loud. <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm with you. And happy pride to you. If no one tells you this this month, I would love to be one who does. Happy pride. I'm so proud of you. You're alive. You're existing. You're figuring it the fuck out. None of us have it figured out. The straights, have you seen us? What the fuck? Right? You think we got, no, we don't. You don't want to be us. <laughs> know that I'm with you and I'm holding your hand. And if I could hug you and hold your hand and tell you happy pride and that I love you and I'm so happy you're alive, I would. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. People who've reached out, men and women, gays and theys, non-binary, who have reached out to tell me, hey, um, never thought I'd see this in my lifetime. Never saw, thought I'd see uh, whether it be, you know, a woman in law, period, or a woman in law who has the personality like you, period, or a woman in law who's, you know, gonna say fuck on the record about 75 times like you, period, or, which is important for Pride Month and very, very, very important to me, or have reached out to say, you know, thank you for, for making this a space for, for us, for the LGBTQ plus community, for the trans community, um, for making my channel, my Instagram, everything um, very much hostile to bigots. Yeah, anyone can describe my content, describe my channel, describe my comment sections um, based on how I run that shit <laughs> um, as, you know, welcoming to the LGBTQ plus community, to the trans community, to non-binary community, to to people of color, to to black individuals, to any type of minority, to disabled people, at like everyone, right? If I'm missing you, know that I'm including you now, okay? But I like so much better to describe it as hostile <laughs> to fill in the blank, right? Hostile to bigots, hostile to racists, hostile to homophobes, hostile to transphobes, hostile to fucking jackass morons, right? We are hostile. We are hostile bitches. Hey, this is guerrilla warfare. We are not friendly. This is not friendly fire. It's unfucking friendly. So, if you um, are in any way part of adjacent to <laughs> LGBTQ plus adjacent or an ally to that community, and um, and have at any time felt like you could escape for a second on my channel or have felt seen in my comments or have felt seen in my DMs when I can fucking get to them. I, I that's, all, that's why I do it. I hope that you feel good and feel safe here. And I know that this is, you know, a long intro on that, but it's really, really important to me that you guys know where I stand on issues that I give a shit about and um, it's not enough. It's never enough to just say that you support and then, you know, crickets. There's a lot to be done 
in the legal field and the law beyond just, oh, here was your gay marriage. What else do you need? Oh, I don't know. Maybe human fucking rights. If you have a pulse and you have barely glanced at the news, you know that this community needs not just allyship, but active allyship more than ever in the spaces that matter. And to be honest right now, there is there there is such an attack on your right to just live your fucking life without harming anyone else in the process. So please know that um that it's important to me that I want it to be important to this podcast. And, you know, my goal for this podcast has always been to one, just have a good time with you guys. It's been fun. It's so fun doing this and hearing your guys' thoughts and knowing how many of you, thousands upon thousands of you are listening along. Wow, that's crazy. But my goal for this cha- for this podcast has always been that it's it's bigger than me. It's all it's always been bigger than me. I am but a messenger for for the things that need to get out there, the things that need to be said and the things that need to be need to be supported. And I hope and I'm hopeful and am working towards every day for this to be a platform to really focus on on cases and issues that that matter and can really educate people and can really uh you know stir the pot in a good way stir the pot in the right fucking direction <laughs> with that being said that is that is my intro to this bonus episode if you've made it this far hi how are you love you happy pride before i get into the cases that I'm going to run through rapid fire, obviously, I'm going to start with a Pride Month motherfucking fun fact. Legal related, rebuttal related, all right? The first LGBTQ federal judge. Oh, I love her smiling face. It just warms my heart. I'm going to post a photo of her on the rebuttal pod Instagram story. You guys have to see this. This just like makes my heart swell. I'm putting this, I'm going to put this in the show notes as well. For this episode, for the, the link to this article, this woman, I want to hug and hug and I just uh, I adore her. The late U.S. District Judge Deborah A. Batts was the first openly gay federal judge in the nation. She was nominated in 1994 by President William J. Clinton, Bill Clinton. Okay, they're trying to get technical here. His name's fucking Bill Clinton. To the U.S. District Court in the Southern District of New York in New York City. Her sexual orientation, about which she was open, was not raised during her confirmation hearing, and the Senate confirmed her her appointment on a voice vote. Uh, I don't know why. I'm maybe I'm just sentimental today, but that gives me chills. This is 1994. That's just it. Just fuck yeah. Bats was sworn in on June 23rd, 1994, during Gay Pride Week in New York City. That's so sick. <laughs> she was widely known for mentoring and inspiring a generation of law students and law clerks, some of whom joined her on the bench in the Southern District of New York more than a decade after her appointment. In addition to being the very first LGBT, openly LGBTQ federal judge, Judge Deborah A. Batts is also a black woman. 
which if you have even mildly watched any of my videos on TikTok, know that that is huge. That is huge. Only 5% of all attorneys in the United States are black and less than 2% of that are black women. Like, please. God, what a fucking woman. Following in her footsteps, the first openly gay man on the federal bench was U.S. District Court Judge J. Paul Oitkin, who is still alive today. In 2011, 17 years after Batts' confirmation, he was sworn in on the same bench in the Southern District of New York. That's, look, that's so cool. Batts and Oitkin were later joined on the U.S. District Court bench by other judges from the LGBTQ community. In a videotaped conversation with Oitkin, District Court Judge Deborah A. Batts smiled as she described herself during the years on the bench before they arrived. Quote, there was this lone wolf sitting up here in the Southern District of New York, and I can't tell you. I can't tell you how happy I was when I got company. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm crying. <laughs> I told you guys I would cry on this podcast. Uh, oh, I'm so happy the first time I cried. This podcast is a good cry. She died on February 3rd, 2020 at age 72. Angel. U.S. District Judge Deborah A. Batts, you are what uh, what a woman, what a person. Throw a shot back for our girl, who was sworn in during New York Pride Week. What a f- oh, what a fucking cool up! Uh, like you are the coolest bitch. Ever. Oh my god, that's so cool. That's so cool. Good for her. God, I love that. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm actually gonna go through like a bunch of cases. Uh, not all of these are gonna be fun, flirty, gorgeous, fun. But, uh, you know, it'll rile you up. I'll tell you that much. Based upon some of these headlines, it'll rile you up. Without further ado, let's get get it rolling. Okay, the first one, which caught my eye because what the fuck. First of all, the headline refers to Alabama, so you know it's already going to be a shit show. This headline says, three and a half hour Alabama execution was needlessly cruel. The family of an Alabama man killed in what is believed to be the longest recorded execution in United States history has accused the state of subjecting him to unnecessary cruelty in violation of his constitutional rights, according to a lawsuit filed in May. 
Alabama killed Joe Nathan James Jr. on July 28th by lethal injection in an execution that lasted nearly three and a half hours. Jesus Christ. During which he was exposed to excessive pain and was prevented from speaking his last words, according to a complaint filed in the United States District Court for the Middle District of Alabama by James's brother, Hakeem James. Joe Nathan James, 50, was punctured with a needle. Trigger warning, you guys. Several times in multiple areas of his body during attempts to insert the two intravenous lines needed to administer the lethal drug into his veins, according to an autopsy report referenced in the complaint, which was filed by a team of Arnold and Porter attorneys working pro bono. Subtle plug there, Arnold and Porter. Jesus. The suit brings claims under the 8th and 14th Amendments of the U.S. Constitution, as well as under state law and the Alabama Constitution. The complaint, which seeks unspecified monetary damages and attorney's fees, also alleges that James, who was convicted for the 1994 murder of his ex-girlfriend, was deprived of his right to make his final speech, in which he planned to apologize to the victim's family and his own and to say a prayer. Both the United States and the Alabama constitutions have (laughs) have language banning, quote, cruel or unusual punishment. That's a funny way of phrasing that. And this is not funny, but like, I love it. Have language banning cruel or unusual punishment as if the ban against cruel and unusual punishment isn't literally in the Eighth Amendment. Like, it's literally like no one shall be subject, like, language messaging implications like no you that's a that's a thing that is absolutely a thing quote mr james needlessly suffered severe pain during his more than three hour long execution the lawsuit says the execution team failed to execute mr james in a manner that comports with the united states constitution alabama constitution and applicable state law under alabama protocol execution by lethal ejection begins behind the scenes with a team of technicians securing access to the inmates veins Then, once the IV is inserted, the curtains to the execution chamber are opened. The warden reads the death warrant aloud, then gives the inmate up to two minutes to make their last remarks. It is only then that a three-drug combination, midazolam to sedate, and recurionium bromide and potassium chloride to cause death is let flowed, wow, this is horribly written, is let flow into the inmate's bloodstream. Under typical medical standards, the first part of an execution should take no more than a few minutes. Some states mandate that prison officials abandon efforts to set an IV after more than an hour of failed attempts. Holy hell. And, and you know, I'm not going to get into commentary on the death penalty because, look, we got we have a fucking kitchen cabinet full of cans of worms to open with this podcast and right now this is a bonus episode and my hair is in fucking curlers like i am not i'm not doing that right now with y'all but well what was his crime look in general okay regardless of what anyone feels or you feel about the death penalty until the death penalty is abolished the death penalty is being penaltyed it's happening right? People are being put to death by the government. The government is killing people. The government is absolutely killing people. If you cannot set a standard 
for humane killing of people by the government in a way that, oh, I don't know, humanely kills them. As if all of the language even describing the fucking, you know, intravenous uh, uh, lethal injection doesn't just sound so like dehumanizing, you know, like it's literally that, you know, oh, the 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 executioners or the team of technicians gain access to the veins as if it's like you know the battery pack of the back of a toy oh they're gaining access to the battery part of the toy like even if this is like the craziest like and it, that's the thing is that you know i oh, don't even get me i, I mean I'm, I'm actually gonna get started next episode about this actually uh about you know oh well what what was his crime maybe he deserved it look this is the problem with that whole rhetoric and that's the this is the problem with that whole subjective ass case by case well maybe they deserved it this time who knows bullshit is that um yeah if you can't set a standard for everybody then the people who are going to be most hurt by it are going to be everybody that doesn't deserve it so you know like the whole argument uh, you know, against welfare, for example, of, well, what if out of the 100,000 people who legitimately need it and are helped, 100 people uh, took advantage and 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 just like got money when they shouldn't have gotten it? My response to that, great. Fanta- the system's working perfectly. I hope they were helped. I hope that they were able to pay rent that month. I hope that they were able to hug, do something good with their lives. I hope they were able to not, right, be buried under debt for a second. I hope that they were good people. Well, what if 50 of them were horrible people? I would rather have 99,500 people who are great just because they're existing and they're not shitty be benefited even if 500 shitball people are benefit instead of the alternative of zero out of a hundred thousand benefit right the same exact application to to welfare right that argument that application application of that argument to the justice system should be done way more often not enough people do that do that analogy right so you know regardless of what you think about the death penalty if we right, look, as we're fighting one evil, we got to make sure that the evil in place isn't so obscenely evil to a point where we're like, okay, bruh, which this is this, that's what this is. On the day of James's execution, the procedure ended up taking more than three hours. He was strapped to the gurney shortly after 6 p.m. It took only, it took until 9.02 p.m. for the IV team to sufficiently insert needles in James's arms and required making excisions to expose his veins, which is against state protocol. Oh, amazing. Great. When the curtains finally opened and Rabin read the death warrant to James, he was already unconscious. The warden held a microphone to James's lips and asked him if he wanted to say anything, but James was silent and unresponsive. After the drugs were pumped into his body, he was pronounced dead at 9.27 p.m. The lawsuit states he was that Mr. James was deprived of his rights to be mentally present for the reading of the death warrant to provide last words and to be cognizant of his punishment before the legal drugs were administered. Since 2018, 
Alabama has botched the executions of three people. Jesus. I know I keep saying Jesus as if he has anything to do with this. No, he doesn't. In February 2018, the execution of Doyle Lee Ham, whose blood vessels were compromised by cancer, was put off after the execution team spent nearly three hours trying to find a vein. God damn it, man. Just sitting there strapped to a gurney just being used as a pincushion for three hours. Holy shit. I mean, that's an episode of Saw. Literally. That's what I'm reading from right now. Last September, the state halted the execution of Alan Eugene Miller after nearly two hours were spent trying to set IV lines in his body after Miller brought suit. Alabama agreed to kill him by nitrogen hypoxia, suffocation by breathing pure nitrogen, which the state approved as a method of execution on June 1st, 2018. That is insane. Holy shit. Holy fuck. Imagine how, and this is the thing too about most like fucking cases, the most bonkers cases. This isn't, you know, whatever. This is the thing about the most bonkers cases. Did y'all hear about this? No, I didn't until just now. That someone literally was on the day, right? The day that you're executed, that shit is motherfucking scheduled. Once the appeals are ran out, right? And you're literally trying. This, this Alan Eugene Miller last year was strapped to a fucking gurney. Literally like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. For nearly two hours when they were trying to set up Ivy Lines. And then they imagine the conversation with with him just lying there, right? Eyes probably closed, right? Just trying to fucking deep breathe. I hope he's allowed to have an AirPod. Fuck. And imagine they're like, hey, like pauses fucking music. Hey, um, so we're like, at, never mind. This shit is not working. This shit's not working out. Like, imagine that. Me- I mean, mental fuck. Like, oh my god. Oh, okay, word. Un- unbuckle me. Like, what? Okay, so I just go back to my cell. Like, I'm sure they probably moved somebody else already in in that two hour. You know what I mean? Like, look. Imagine you go back to your cell, your shit's gone. Like, right, oh, we thought you were done. Or imagine his cellmates who just said bye to him. He walks back in. They're like, holy shit, <laughs> right? Dabbing him up. Alan, <laughs> my boy, like, he fucking cheated at what? Like, did you pay him? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the jokes were rolling in. There's no way they weren't. Like, yes, this is horrible, right? This is literally insane insane right but like obviously in the most extreme high pressure situations you know that it was a stand-up comedy routine in there about our boy alan eugene miller and then he was able to literally see he's sitting in his cell he's like that fucking sucked why am i not dead okay so then he sued he was like called up his attorney real quick he was like yo you got a quarter let me call somebody Calls his attorney. He was like, yo, you need to file. His attorney sues after they tried to kill him and failed. Imagine that, that like, you know what I mean? Imagine being able to say that. Like, yeah, no, they tried. Yeah, state tried to fucking get it. They couldn't fucking do it. Like, they were like, he was like, yo, can I just breathe out of this mask real quick? That, that needle shit was fucking crazy. I would do the same. I'd probably elect it for the same shit. I don't even have that bad. Like, I'm not bad with needles, but like, bruh. So yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently he was fine. He got to pick and choose because they botched it the first. Look, I didn't have- <sighs> I, I'm just pissed. That sigh is just, I'm just pissed at our system for so many reasons. 
but we're going to get into it. <laughs> in November, Kenneth Eugene Smith, he was not executed after technicians were unable to insert an IV after nearly an hour and a half of attempts. Can like a, a local nurse listening to the pod let me know if this is like a really dumb excuse? What are these technicians? Why are they called technicians and not just like nurses? You know what I mean? That's my thing with this whole shit is that, you know, with everything I know about, uh, especially the the privatized prison system, but also about just the government in general, um, they're calling bitches technicians and they're glorified fucking gender. They're like the cops who like have to be put on paid leave after they, you know, I don't know, brutalize somebody right in public. And they're, you know, oh, yeah, they're on paid leave. I wonder what they're doing. They're not sitting at home. They're they're the new technicians, right? Trying to find a vein. I'm sure just a warm body. Is it like I know there are, you know, certain situations. Like, yeah, it's hard to find a vein. But like how many of these fucking guys who are on death row who actually make it to the chair after all their appeals, all that in Alabama, uh, all really all of them have just in, just invisible veins like. No, you guys just fucking you guys are technicians. OK, well, that's a fair excuse. Hour and a half of attempts. Quote. Each of the individuals that Alabama failed to execute reported experiencing extreme pain from failed IV access attempts, and each of these individuals endured IV access attempts for less time than Mr. James, the suit says. The lawsuit about the main guy who it took three and a half hours for. The only reason that the public knows what happened to these individuals is because they survived the state's Department of Corrections efforts to execute them. Literally. The, the literally the previous two guys literally cheated death and then blabbed about it which absolutely i mean you know they should quote the hope is that this doesn't happen again to someone else people can believe what they want about the death penalty but it should be administered in a humane way oh my gosh crazy you should say that did not read this article in advance i swear but read my mind boy alabama could mount it, it I don't even want to, I don't even want to read this, but it's going to piss me off more, but we're going to get the next case and be happier. <laughs> Quote, Alabama could mount a defense based on qualified immunity, a legal doctrine that shields government officials working in their official roles from suits seeking monetary damages. This defense has been used in other suits challenging states execution procedures. Quote, we're seeking compensation for his family because that's the available remedy, but really our goal is filing this lawsuit and working on behalf of Mr. James's family the goal of that is to invite some transparency and to shed some light for Alabama. <laughs> the 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 uh, use of the word for Alabama and not on Alabama, I think, was intentional because no one really wants to shed light on Alabama. I don't want to see any of the crevices I don't need to already see, right, and I'm, that aren't already in front of my face. These blackened corners of fuck and the justice system. Um, yeah. This case is still pending in the Middle District of Alabama. I hope that the family can get uh, get some, you know, get, get what they want, get what they're asking for, get the relief they seek, not because I have an opinion on what uh, that I did not, right? I told you guys haven't looked up any of those, those individuals' uh, crimes, what crimes they committed, but just in general, right, something needs to be done to make sure that this shit is humane. Oof. Apparently, it takes three and a half hours to, to kill somebody. The government can't do anything right. Jesus fucking Christ. Next case is a, is a better one. <laughs> a happier one. 
it's still not that happy, but like it's a, it's a more positive one. It's a more yay, finally a W one. This case is more of a W for for human rights, I guess. Fuck. Arkansas jail's postcard only policy is axed as unconstitutional. I already it already sounds like it should have been, so I'm glad that happened. Quote. An Arkansas federal judge struck down as unconstitutional a county jail's policy allowing inmates to only receive information from the outside world by means of a three by five inch postcard while banning books and magazines. <sighs> Abolish prisons, man. In an opinion on Friday, U.S. District Judge Timothy L. Brooks for the Western District of Arkansas struck down Baxter County Detention Center's postcard-only rule, saying it ran afoul of the First and Fourteenth Amendments, protecting the exchange of information between incarcerated persons and the rest of society. The case began in August 2017. Wow, way too long for this case to have gone on with all these people sitting in jail with banning books and magazines. Fuck. The case began in 2017 when the Human Rights Defense Center, a prisoner's rights nonprofit that publishes and distributes the monthly legal magazine Prison Legal News, accused Baxter County in a civil lawsuit of violating its free speech and due process rights by prohibiting its publications to reach people behind bars, period. Human Rights Defense Center, let's fucking go. In a 2019 bench trial, Judge Brooks ruled in favor of the nonprofit on the due process issue but dismissed its First Amendment claim. In July 2021, however, a three-judge Eighth Circuit panel vacated the dismissal and remanded the case to the district court. Thank you, Eighth Circuit, where the plaintiff ultimately prevailed, period. Paul Wright, the founder and executive director of the Human Rights Defense Center, hi, Paul, we love you, which also publishes the habeas site book and other books about the criminal justice system, said incarcerated persons in Arkansas have for decades been prevented from receiving books and magazines despite federal case law recognizing that they have a right to receive them. Quote, it's definitely a groundbreaking case. We're hoping it will bring about the desired effect and get the rest of the jails to change their policies. This is what this is their defense, okay? This was the, the what the correctional officer's defense was, okay? Listen to this bullshit. Correctional administrators defend postcard-only policies and other restrictions on communications as a means to ensure safety, limit contraband, and prevent fire hazards. They also say sorting and scanning a large amount of mail requires too much personnel. Fuck off. Too much personnel, the amount of money that the U.S. government has spent on the military and prison system since this podcast episode started would be enough to give every one of those people who need to be on this personnel lifetime bennies, lifetime benefits, be paid a million dollars a year. Like, fuck off. Prevent fire hazards? So, so paper, like what in the entire, man, I hate, I hate stupid fucking arguments like that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what I love about this too is the end of the article quotes, um, one of the individuals associated with uh, the Human Rights Defense Center, uh, quote, there, as in they're talking about the prisons, quote, they're a bunch of lawless fascists 
who basically like to silence anything that's remotely critical they don't like the prisoners to read. Absolutely. And this is a, an unfun fact. Illiteracy is widespread among incarcerated people. According to data compiled by the U.S. Department of Education, more than 70% of the prison population cannot read above a fourth grade level. Yeah, the United States uh, is the biggest perpetrator of human rights violations on its own citizens every day. 365 days a year. Seven days a week. 25 hours a day. And I know that we know that, but uh, it's good to be aware of what's going on. And, um, you know, congratulations to Baxter County Human Rights Defense Center. Uh, glad you got that W. Right? I, it, look, I, I, the entire reason why anyone can be a part of the, the legal world, be in this field as an attorney and, and want to do something and make a difference, the only way that you can even stomach being part of this of this system is to know that and believe with your whole heart that justice somewhere is worth it. Even if this is the only prison in the entire fucking United States that allows a goddamn fucking magazine in that talks shit on correctional officers, right? That's talking shit and and some prisoners can read it while they're in while they're in prison. That's a win. It has to be a win. It has to be worth it. That's worth it. And, and you know, we can only hope, and, and I believe that it, that, that kind of shit, that those kinds of reforms will continue uh, in, in the meantime, right? While we're still having an ongoing battle to overhaul the entire prison system in the U.S. But that's another fucking, again, another can on the shelf of my worm collection, <laughs> of my worm, sh worm shrine that I will be opening very soon. Before I transition into the rapid fire cases that are going to be a little bit more uplifting for the spirit, gonna give you a bit of a giggle. Um, you know, the rage that you're feeling about this shit, uh, I feel all the time every day and everyone in my field who has a conscience and isn't a fucking piece of shit, which, you know, we're few and far between, uh, also feels this rage every day. Um, honor that rage, right? Honor it. You're not, right? This is good. I love uh, being informed about the, the awful shit that's happening and shit that needs to be changed because then, you know, we can push our energy and our funds and our resources and our time toward uh, changing it. So um, check out the show notes for a link to donate to the Human Rights Defense Center. Uh, which is the obviously the nonprofit that won about the fucking magazines and the you know three by five postcard type bullshit, uh, and you know uh, donate to them honestly for this quote alone, right? They're a bunch of lawless fascists who basically like to silence anything that's remotely critical. They don't like prisoners to read bars. Bars. This headline is a squirrely lawsuit. A dangerous squirrel is the impetus for a lawsuit filed by a Chicago-area woman against a shopping center. Shopper Marcy Meckler claims she was attacked by a rogue squirrel while walking through a grassy courtyard area of the Old Orchard Shopping Center. According to her lawsuit filed in Cook County Circuit Court, Meckler claims that she suffered severe injuries after the squirrel jumped up and attached itself to her leg, and she fell while trying to escape its grasp. 
Meckler is seeking in excess of $50,000 in damages along with an award of costs, though she does not explain her injuries in the complaint. So we're just going to guess. She claims that employees of the shopping center knew of the presence of the squirrel, encouraged <laughs> knew of the presence of the squirrel, encouraged it to stick around by feeding it, and were negligent in failing to remove it. The Westfield Group denies all allegations and have declined to comment. <laughs> Trespassers are awarded $24.2 million. This case actually was in 2006, so bringing it back. A federal jury awarded $24.2 million to two men who trespassed onto railroad property and were severely burned by a 12,500-volt electrical wire in Lancaster, Pennsylvania in August 2002. The two men, who were 17 at the time of the accident, had climbed atop a rail car to get a better view of the town. Who hasn't, right? Who hasn't climbed it like an elevated surface? An elevated surface and me get along. So I feel, I feel that. But trespassing, not so much. A live, uninsulated catenary wire which powers the locomotives was suspended about six feet above the boxcar and delivered a debilitating jolt to Jeffrey Klein, burning over 75% of his body. His friend, Brett Birdwell, was burned over 18% of his body when he came to his friend's aid. Oh, that's so traumatic. Only 17? My goodness. After an 11-day trial held in U.S. District Court in Philadelphia before Judge Lawrence F. Stengel, the jury agreed with the plaintiffs that the company should have placed warning signs alerting people to the wires. Fair. Which does comport to the law that I learned in law school, right? Basic property law. Uh, the licensees. You have a duty to licensees. You have a duty, duty to people who are just going to fucking come on over. And you have a duty to trespassers who are also coming on over. Illegally. You have a duty. So make sure you honor it. Defense attorney... Paul F.X. Gallagher, okay, defense for the town, argued that the teens were old enough to recognize the danger of the wires. Plaintiff's attorney countered that the boys were trespassing, but the law does not give blanket immunity to the landowner. Both Amtrak and Norfolk Southern knew a lethal danger existed but failed to post warning signs. Klein, so Jeffrey, the one who was burned over 75% of his body, received $11 million in compensatory damages, and Birdwell, his friend, was awarded over half a million. Amazing. <laughs> Not amazing. I don't say amazing as in like, yay, like go trespass and get your bag, sis. I'm saying that I, that's, that, that tracks, right? That tracks. You wonder why there are a fuck ton of warning signs everywhere always and chain link fence around shit that's dangerous and all of that. It's not because they give a fuck about you. It's because lawsuits like that happen and pe because people it, it, were entitled to, you're entitled to that. And also, you know, they were trespassing. Look, you're a 17 year old kid, right? The 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 what? Now we have corporal punishment for people who trust. Like, come on, put the signs up, bitch. Pay up, pay them the money. Thank you. Look, listen, look and listen. This one, um, this one is this one. This one is this one. A Massachusetts family is suing former friends. Because their friend's niece was too ugly for marriage. In the lawsuit, Dr. VJ Panday, in the lawsuit, Dr. VJ Pandy of Panday, in the lawsuit, Dr. VJ Panday of Belchertown, Massachusetts, sued Lalin and Canty Guri after the arranged marriage suggested by the Guries 
did not work out, according to the lawsuit. In the lawsuit, Dr. Vijay Pandey, in the lawsuit, Dr. Vijay Pandey of Belchertown, Bob's Burgers, Massachusetts sued Leyland and Canty Geary after the arranged marriage suggested by the Geary's did not work out. Imagine that, right? Imagine fucking that. Oh, really? It didn't? That's weird. Those usually feel like, I feel like those usually lead to love, life, and happiness. According to the lawsuit, the 37-year-old prospective groom, his mother and sister traveled to New Delhi, India, traveled to India to meet the Geary's niece. When they arrived, they were shocked, quote unquote, to discover the prospective bride was, quote, ugly with dark complexion and protruded bad teeth and couldn't speak English to carry on a conversation, end quote. I'd love to have a condo with these fuck. I'd love to see what does this motherfucker look like? You know what I mean? Like, that's my problem with this shit is I'm like, okay, 37 year old prospective groom. I'm I'm sure you are not a mantelpiece. Let's be fucking for real, right? Oh, you're commenting like right. Ugh. And also, I love how they artfully omit from this little excerpt about this lawsuit the prospective bride's age, right? This 37 year old motherfucker living on his parents' couch, single as fuck. You're right. You should be lucky. Anyone agreed to wife up your ass? Shut the fuck up. Whatever. In the lawsuit, the panned the pandas are seeking to I, yeah right also it's like oh the pandas it's not even it's not even just the groom it's like oh his oh you had your mommy and daddy soon because you want i didn't like her i didn't like her teeth i don't like your fucking attitude i don't like your shitty 1970s porn stash i don't like your khakis that are stained with mysterious fluids and that barely hanging onto life hairline fuck off the pandas pandas are seeking $200,000 from the Geary's to cover travel expenses and emotional distress and charge them with fraud and conspiracy. Quote, I felt cheated, really, and there was no remorse from the other side. Uh, period. I'd be like, yeah, fuck. How about you go fuck yourself? Quote, like it was our mistake. I felt taken advantage of. This is, ugh, look, Look, news reports indicate that when contacted about the lawsuit, Leyland Geary said, quote, we plead guilty 120 <laughs> percent. They literally said bet like <laughs> you're right. She wasn't an America's Next Top Model. OK, but you are certainly nothing to write home about. So guilty as charged. Like you were like, <laughs> that is fucking funny. That's funny. I don't know how that lawsuit ended up. Okay, right. So don't don't be like, oh, man, I heard on the rebuttal podcast that somebody successfully sued this. I, look, it doesn't even tell me the fucking case name on this little excerpt. Okay. Uh, this is just the honor system. <laughs> I don't know how this turned out, but if you want to Google it, if you want to Google it and let me know, please let me fucking know. Okay, our last lawsuit we're going to run down for the day. Oh, love this one. Love this one. This one's old. Okay, this one's old too. Uh, but it's just such a classic. It's just so, like, I love women. I love women. Have I mentioned that? It is pride for sure, right? Um, and women obviously can be part of the of the LGBTQ plus community, um, but like, but like, straight women 
have to do the craziest fucking shit to like be straight and like warn their fellow straight women of the fucking dangers afoot. You know what I mean? Like shit is always going to be afoot. That's guaranteed. Like these waters are not calm. These waters are treacherous. But sometimes, sometimes us beautiful, stunning, gorgeous women sirens in the ocean are like swimming to each other and we we grab each other right before someone hits a rock and we're like, yo, I got you, fam. Like when that happens, I just love women. I really do. And when it happens in mass, mass numbers, right? Like when we start unionizing, when there's when there's class action shit going on with respect to fuck that guy or like you know, whatever, stay away from him, sis. Or like I got like uh, pretending to be someone's friend at a bar when a guy's hitting on you, you know what I mean? And then, then we bring, we walk the woman home. That kind of shit literally gets my shit going, okay? What's the opposite of grinds my gears? Oils my nuggets, <laughs> okay? This one is the pinnacle. Chef's kiss of that. The headline is, don't date him, he might sue. The creator of an internet site is being sued by a city attorney. Oh, that's even better. The guy who's pissed off, the jilted motherfucker who's getting his fucking dirty laundry aired the fuck out, who's just being absolutely read to filth online, is an attorney. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Oh, oh, you mean a male attorney's a fucking douchebag? period oh i love i love justice see the beginning of this episode started with some injustice this is what i like to call uh you know we're, we're gaining some points back i will say scoreboard bitch scoreboard the creator of an internet site is being sued by a city attorney who claims the website posted defamatory statements about him claiming to be the quote internet's largest database of alleged cheaters www.don'tdatehimgirl.com is a forum, quote, for women to share their experiences and warn other women about the men who have allegedly cheated on or lied to them. Like, period. The site invites members to, quote, browse our search engine of alleged cheaters, liars, and cads and includes the name and city of the men with photographs for some postings. There are also feature articles and an e-store. There's merch? Run me this merch. Run me this fucking merch. I am begging. If I could get like www.don'tdatehimgirl.com merch in like the Von Dutch trucker hat kind of vibe, right? Kind of style design, like a little like cropped like t-shirt situation. I... Oh my, like, you know, the Britney Spears meme, the Britney Spears meme that's like, oh, dump him. If I could get the WWE, oh my God, we need to make this happen. Someone please fucking make this happen. Make this happen. I know I've been, you know, people have been yelling at me to make merch for literally years and like, you know, it's in the pro fucking process. Okay. I've designed the shit. I've like, you know, been in talks with people. Like it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Okay. But like, damn, we need to get on this shit. We need to get on this shit for this, for this specifically. That would that would go so fucking hard. God damn it. Okay, anywho. Attorney, oh, ready for his full government name? This bitch. The best part about, this is the thing about people who sue for defamation is I'm like, you're running the risk. 
in suing for defamation and having you literally in order to sue for defamation, you literally have to put in your complaint, put in your lawsuit exactly what the statements were that you're claiming were defamatory. Right. You have to be like, so what they claim, like what they say again. You know what I mean? She told me I was bald. You have to say that with a straight face while your hair is your hairline's thinner than fucking ice in June. You know what I mean? Like like that's you know, that you got to you got to you got to put your full fucking government name on that pleading and you got to be like they defamed me and then inherently in doing that, right? Like you run the risk of just like making it fucking worse, right? Like what I have heard about this motherfucker had this not been a fucking lawsuit, no I wouldn't have. But now all of us are. Guess what? Attorney Todd J Hollis from Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, now we know that you no one should be dating you. Damn that's that damn really una reversed you there didn't we (laughs) attorney todd j hollis who is profiled on the site as unfaithful among other things claims that there are not safeguards safeguards in place please safeguards in place to ensure the truthfulness of items posted on it it's yelp but for dick bffr be so fucking for real according to his lawsuit filed in pennsylvania Hollis contends that the owner of the website, Tasha Joseph, conspired with disingenuous people whose only agenda is to attack the character of those individuals who have been identified on the site. (laughs) Quaking in your bones, just quaking, just shaking, terrified of this woman, this very brave, strong, powerful, beautiful, feminist CEO ass woman who was like, let me start a website real quick. Tasha Joseph, a former columnist for the Miami Herald, period, counters that any man can post a rebuttal on the site (gasps) this is the first time i've read this article and it's the last case we're doing and we have a name of the podcast identifier in the article i think that june is gonna be a good month guys i really do god damn i couldn't write a script this good the universe does it for me thank you She argues, counters, that any man can post a rebuttal on the site. Her attorney likens the website to the, quote, proverbial coffee shop where people go and chit-chat. I love a chit-chat. I love chat-chitting. Same, sis. Adding, quote, you would never think of holding the coffee shop owner liable because other people went in and defamed other people. Bars. (laughs) I believe, actually, because I've kind of heard about, like, not heard about the specifics, but, like, maybe potentially about this website i do believe that this this lawsuit was dismissed like i don't think motherfucker won uh but let me know if no let me know that's different if that's different uh and also that merch (laughs) go get some if it exists and if it doesn't let's make some let's start a shop please that has been the bonus episode of rebuttal it was all over the place but goddamn aren't these fun topics to talk about on your first date okay with a man a woman a non-binary person during this pride month or a date with yourself or a date with your mom your dad your friend your boss how crazy would it be to be like hey you want to know some crazy legal facts about alabama and their fucking horrifying executions do you want to know that there's actually a huge fucking win in baxter county arkansas that said, hey, the fucking three by five inch postcard, not going to cut it. Let those magazines and books go into the jail, right? Let's let's have these rights be a little more human, okay? 
These are the fun facts we love. Hey, you know this website, www.dontdateisass.com? Just kidding. It says don'tdateemgirl.com. Yeah, did you know um, that some fucking attorney who definitely cheated, uh, yeah, tried to tried to sue the owner of the website, and that's so funny and cute. Anyways, we should support. We should support. And if this website isn't up anymore, um, how do we feel about making another? <laughs> making another. And mind you, right, everyone, please don't bite my fucking half. Um, the implications of defamation, like, please, okay? You're, don't, don't try to preach to the Pope about job chapter two, all right? Chill the fuck out. I think that a Yelp for people is literally what's happening with Dumois, okay, but for celebrities. But I think a Dumois for men only and to have women only be the ones allowed to comment on it with respect to like straight men, you know what I mean? And like predatory behavior, especially in like communities, you know what I mean? Like, like have it be like as a, as like a, a, another tab on like your dating app, whether you use like Hinge, Bumble, whatever, like in addition to just the main like Hinge app, you can literally see like the person's rating and it has to be, you know what I mean? Like verified, like rating based on, you know, cause women, right. Men are just going to rate bitches based on like, look, right. They're, oh, she had too big of a nose. Meanwhile, right. He's a micro dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that's why men, like that's why shit gets wrong. Shit, shit would go awry. But like, I'm talking about like a rating system for women where it would, it wouldn't just be like on looks, whatever. Right. Like we've already seen that. Right. The rate, like get it, you know, whatever money, all that, but like rating system based on like safety, <laughs> Political views, a uh, weird commentary during the table. Uh, was he rude to service staff? You know what I mean? That's the kind of shit that I want to know about before we waste our time. This is my proposal. Um, that's also what I'm running. That's my presidential campaign for uh, 2024. I hope you guys like, uh, you know, you guys are getting a sneak peek now on this bonus episode. So, so all of you are fully aware and know uh, what my platform is going to be on. And it's going to be on www.dontdatehimgirl.com. I'm I'm looking to be a really strong contender. Thank you so much. This has been my rebuttal. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day, rest of your month, rest of your life. Thank you for listening. I adore you. I will see you again next week. Bye, guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.